Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. Some of the things that we're talking about, uh, a few things, but I want to go back today and I want to recap some of the things that we're talking about so that you can be able to know where we're going. Everybody in here has an assignment. Everybody in here was created for a purpose. And most people don't know their purpose. That's why they don't come up with the assignment. And I am here to help you to understand what you're getting ready to do and what God's calling you to do. I told you about purpose. Matter of fact, let's go back to where we started at and why people are watching you. Listen to this real good. Your purpose is the reason for the assignment. Okay? The purpose is the reason for the assignment. So what I want you to do in the process is make sure that you live in a life that people can see. When they see you, they see you on an assignment. They see you doing what God called you to do. You don't go out and tell them, this is what God called me to do. No, you live it. Amen? You live it. Let your light shine so that men can see your good works so they can glorify your God, your Father, which is in heaven. Amen? Next thing. Our purpose is found in Genesis chapter 126. That's how you find your purpose. Our major purpose, why God created us, was to be like him. He created us to be like him. Your purpose is simple, is to be like God. Now, you take that into every situation, in every position, everything that you do, and God wants you to be just like him in that situation. Amen? Your purpose, don't get it all blown out, don't get so deep on it that you miss it. Your purpose is to be like God. Now, are you doing something where it wouldn't look like God? That's where you start to realize that you're out of purpose. Every human being purpose, and I'm going to make a bold statement, every human being purpose is the same. Let it sink in. Every human being. You are the, 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 the creation that God made to be like him. So when people try to get so deep and try to get you confused about purpose this and purpose that, what they're really talking about is assignment. There are different assignments, but one purpose. You know what I told you last week? This chair was created. What for? For you to sit in. That's the purpose of this chair. Guess what? All the other chairs in this room was created for the same purpose. Different people may sit in them, but it's created for the same purpose. I was created to act like God. Every one of you are created to act like God. Well, I know how you act. That's why he sent you Jesus. He could have died a baby and hung on the cross as a baby and still would have made the same effect. But he stayed here with us and tabernacled among us so that we can behold his glory, that we see how we're supposed to do things, how to act like God. That's why we have to study the Bible. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You got to study that Bible so much and so hard that you know how to divide the word of truth, how you know, you'll know when the devil is trying to deceive you and trying to trick you into stuff because you're studying the word of God. So God wants you to act like him. Whether you're young or old, you got to act like God. So much so that you don't realize that you're living underneath your means. You can call those things that be not, as though they were. You have that ability, you have that power. The world is taking advantage of it, and they'll put it out as what they call vision. 
and they have you to start speaking their vision and saying their vision. It's not there yet, but they got faith that it's going to happen, so they begin to speak it. It's only the church where we fall short. Next thing. So the purpose is what? What is your purpose? To be like God. All right. Now, now the problem that we have with purpose, I told you last week, is that we messed up some stuff and not understand it. So the purpose is, is why you were created. You were created to be like God, okay? The assignment is what you should accomplish now that you've been created. There are different assignments. This chair right here is assignment right now is to be in this church, in this location, to be able to house or to set somebody. If I take this chair and place it out in the middle of that street, it would be out of purpose because nobody's going to sit in it, okay? Nobody's going to go there, so it's out of its place. So, therefore, it's not fulfilling the purpose that was created for it. Why? Because nobody's going to sit out there in the middle of the street. So you have to be in purpose, in season, and in assignment. This chair is assigned for this front row for me to sit on when I come out of there. That's its assignment. You have different assignments, and you have different assignments. One assignment may be this, or next time God gives you another assignment. He may give you just one just because you know that you're not going to do any more. There are some of you have more assignments than others. Amen? On the potential and the ability that God has invested in you, you may have more than one assignment. It will even manifest in more than one business. Some of you have just one thing you do, and that's go to work every day, come home, and that's it. There are some of you who go to work, you got this going on on the side, you got this going on on the side. You always find stuff to do because your assignment is greater. That means your potential in you is greater. God created you to be like him, so therefore there's a God on the inside of you. Now, the assignment is designed to make it come out. Mm-hmm. How many of y'all have ever been put in a position that the wrong thing came out of you? Yeah, boy. That was the devil. That was the devil. That wasn't what God put in you. That was what the devil put in you. All right? God got his ability inside you, and he puts you on an assignment that's going to cause you to rely on that power that's on the inside of you. Some of you all leave your job, you run away from situations and from people because you won't pull on the God inside of you. Because nobody else has been able to handle that boss, and he hasn't been able to submit to nobody else. He's been doing, he's been crazy for all this time, and God sent you there, and you see he's crazy. Everybody told you he's crazy. Well, you knew he was crazy. So you quit your job and go to another job because you got God's favor on your life. The reason you had God's favor on your life is so you could win him over. Your assignment was to win him over and bring him into the kingdom. Why? Because he's affecting so many of God's people. And because you're not willing to deal with it, you're not willing to pray about it, you're not willing to get understanding, you're not willing to tap into what God has placed on the inside of you, you leave. You let that devil run you off. When you had the power to call those things that be not as though they were. Stop calling him a fool because that's the way he's going to be. That's the way he's going to act. Mm-hmm. God put you in a position to prosper you, and all you had to do was win that individual over, and he would have made your pathway straight. Everybody would have been respecting you now. But because you couldn't handle you, you forfeit your assignment. You end up not reaching your Destiny, and that's another word I threw up there this week for you because we, sometimes we miss destiny. Destiny is the destination. It's where you're going to end up. There's a short destination, then there's a long range. 
my short destination is to get back to my house, all right? When I take a trip, I want to go farther than my house. My ultimate destination is to be with him in glory. Amen? So I have been predestined. I have been predestined. Most people don't understand predestination. Oh, predestination is when whatever's going to happen is going to happen anyway, so I don't have no, no dog in the fight. I don't have no reason to do anything. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen anyway. That's a lie. You have been predestined to be with your father in glory. All right? Now, how quick you get there is up to you. Don't be over much foolishness. Why should thou die before thy time? Being foolish and acting a fool, you can die before your time. You still get to your destination, but before time. That's why you don't commit suicide. Suicide does not end anything. It hastens everything. Now you got to stand before God, and he had a plan for you to get over this, but because you didn't have no patience, you lost faith, you let the devil whoop your tail, you took your life, and it wasn't your life. Your life is hid in Christ. And when your life do appear, it will appear with him in glory. Until then, you cannot have it your way. You're going to have to do this God's way. When he says apologize, apologize. Why? Because he's trying to teach you to act like him. When he say forgive, you forgive. Well, God, pastor, you don't know what they did, and I don't want to know. Because I want to have the same expression on my face that you have on yours. I don't want to look at them crazy like you looking at them crazy. So I need to protect my earring. It don't make sense for both of us to act a fool. Both of us are in trouble with God over something that they did to you. No, I need to stand my ground and tell you, you need to forgive them. I don't care how bad they hurt you. I don't care what they did to you. You got to let it go. Why? Because it's affecting you. You're the one drinking the poison, and you're waiting on them to die. Something wrong with that picture. You're going to pass long before they do. Get rid of the bitterness, because it's not like God. All right? So your destination has been set. Everybody here, your destination. Have you accepted Jesus Christ? Your destination has been set. Your purpose has been established. Your assignment is waiting on you to be fulfilled. Let me show you something. Next passage. Next set. Adam's first assignment, God placed Adam in a place, in a situation where he had to be able to use what God called him to use to be able to do what God called him to do. He put man in the garden to watch over the garden and keep it. Watch over it, keep it, and protect it. All right? He put him in that position. Adam, your job is to watch over and protect it. It came out that the assignment increased. You're watching over, you protect it. All these animals running around here, they don't know what's going on. They don't know their name. They don't know what they're supposed to do. They don't know how they're supposed to be acting. Adam, I need you now to take the next assignment. What's that, God? I need you to name these animals. Well, God, you had not showed me. No, it's in you. You're missing it. Mm-hmm. God put you where you are today because there's some stuff in you that he wants you to rise up so that you can handle the situation that he placed you in. You are on an assignment right now. That cubicle that you work in, that place that you work in, it might be a tough situation. It may be hell in, in high water, whatever it may be. It is there, and you've been placed there so that you can pull on the God-given potential that's in you so that you can rectify that situation, that you can subdue it, that you can bring it under kingdom control. Stop telling me that you're working in a place that's full of hellish people, heathen. Well, God said, I give you the heathen that you asked for. I get you to win them over. They will act like you act, and there may be the problem. They may be acting just like you're acting. You need to have, you have a choice, either change your ways or change your name. 
This is not a time to be distracted. This is not a time to be blown off course. You know your purpose. You know your assignment. Let's get with it. Stop telling me. I don't know why God created me. I don't know why God created me. I don't know why God created me. He created you to be like him. Why you can't grasp that? Why not? He created you to act like God. Act like you have dominion. Act like you somebody, baby. You're feeling all sorry for yourself. And ain't nobody nowadays, times have changed. People don't feel sorry for you no more. You have to feel sorry for yourself. Because people ain't going there with you. They're trying to get rid of you and get it out of the way as quick as they can. Mm, mm, okay, all right, babe. All right, I'm going to be praying for you. Got you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to call the intercessors. I got you, but they're going out that door. They're getting as far away from you as they can because they don't want you to rub off on them. You look bad enough feeling sorry for yourself that they don't want to feel sorry for you too. And what you got to do is realize that God created you to be like him. Do you think God's walking around heaven feeling sorry for himself? So why would you walk around earth feeling sorry for yourself? When he created you to be like him, your purpose. You're not fulfilling your purpose. Well, Pastor, you don't know what he's doing to me. You know what? I don't want to know. You know what I want you to do? I want you to speak life into it. Why? Act like God. When God stepped up on this earth and it was all full of chaos and void, he did not walk around, oh, so sorry, I created my earth, and look at it now, it's null and it's void. No, God said, let there be light. And what happened? And there was light. Keep speaking to that thing. Keep speaking it. Keep speaking it to it. That husband, he be acting a fool. So you're a good man. You're a godly man. You're a righteous man. Hey, no, I got a good man. You're always on my side. You're always blessing me. Why you can't say that, brother, saying, I can't stand you. You ain't no good. You don't even know. I hate you coming to this house. I hate. Why? Why? You got a choice. You have a choice. You can have whatsoever you say. Well, Pastor, that's because he ain't doing it. Because you're not saying nothing. You keep speaking to him. You keep calling him a man of God. God watches over his word in order that it's performed. Before you know it, he started changing. He started bringing you gifts home. He started giving you a little money now. He, started, he come home and give you a hug. You just melt. <laughs> because you've been waiting on it, but you don't know how to get it. Operate in purpose, and you can have it. That husband may be your assignment. That wife may be your assignment. Don't go find another one if God didn't give it to you. I don't want this assignment. This assignment looks real good over here. Really? You pick your own assignment? Really? What school did you go to? <laughs> they let you pick your own assignment. They let you make out your own test. Uh-huh. No, baby. They give you the assignment based on what they expect you to know. You got that person in your life because God expects you to know them. Yeah, get to know them and start speaking those things. You know what God wants for them. You know what God purposes them. God purposes for them is the same as it is for you, for them to act like God. So you have every right now to get in alignment with what kingdom is talking about, what kingdom purpose is. God said you act for it and it's in his will. You know it's in his will because he said, I will need you to be able to act like me. So he wants everybody 
to have the same purpose. Everybody's purpose is to act like God. So therefore, if he's not acting like God, you've got every right to call heaven in on him. Because he's out of purpose. He's sitting out in the middle of that street knowing he's not supposed to be out there. He's out of purpose. Uh-huh. That's where he need to be. He need to be out there. Mm-hmm. He ain't going to worry me. Mm-mm. No, he's out of purpose. It ought to bother you. It ought to get to you because a person that's not fulfilling purpose is open for the attack of the enemy. Amen? So this thing is bigger than you, baby. It's not about you. Stop complaining. My counseling schedule ought to be null and void after today. None of y'all should be calling me for counseling. Because you know what to do. Act like God. Pastor, you need to tell me what to do. I need you to act like God. Now, what do you want to happen? Uh-huh. No, what you're looking for is an excuse. You won't get out your marriage. You won't tell me how bad he is and how ugly she's been acting. So that I can say, well, the Bible wants you to be at peace. Well, God wants you to act like him. You might say to Matt, oh, there's the problem. <laughs> you might say the marriage. <laughs> Woo! I don't know who this is for. <laughs> You're afraid of saving your marriage. You want to get out. <laughs> no. 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 You cannot get out. God did not create marriage for, for, for divorce to separate it. Yes, he allowed it, but he said in the beginning it was not so. The only reason why he allowed divorce is because of the hardness of your heart. If your heart is hard, you're not acting like God. Well, there you go. Let, let me, let me, where are we? Let's go to the next one. All right. Your assignment comes with what? Instructions. Every assignment has instructions, all right? You have instructions. Well, Pastor, what are the instructions? I'm glad you asked. Next verse. That's where we stop. Hebrews 12 and 1. Wherefore, saying about we are compassed with such a greater cloud of witness, let us, that's all of us, all of us who operate in purpose and on assignment, let us lay aside every weight and sin that so easily beset us. There's some of you all, the devil take you as will. He take you and he get you whenever he wants to. You're not even a challenge anymore. You fall for any little thing. He take you captive at will, and that is not a good place. There must be some resistance. And the way you begin to resist him, you lay aside the weight and the sin that so easily give them access to you. There's some sins that you know. You know how you, you know you can't, some of y'all can handle more stuff than others. If you know you can't handle a, 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 a sip of, a, a glass of wine, don't take the sip. Mm-hmm. You know your limitations. You know some stuff you can't, some of you know you can't even get on TV because you're going uh, 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 you're to you're be on TV all day. You're going to watch from Dynasty to, 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 to all the way to, to, to Empire, all the way to Scandal, all the way to, you know, to the Wizard of Oz. You, you just have no control. You, you just watch every, in and everything. You have no control. 
Some of you can't get on, on the computer because you start out watching this, but you end up watching that. The devil just take you at will. So if you know these are your weakness, stay away from your weakness. It will be foolish of you to, to go fight, pick a fight with somebody, and you know you can't fight. You want to be a bullet, but you know you can't fight. You get your tail whooped every time. Why pick on somebody if you know you can't fight? What, do you think you're going to learn? <laughs> really? Is that your rationale? You're going to eventually get good at it because they're going to keep you and get tired of getting your butt whipped? No. Some of this stuff you don't even pick a fight with. You don't even go after. One day I'm going to be strong enough to handle it. Really? That ain't how sin works, baby. It's progressive. It gets worse. The more you give into it, the worse it gets. All right. So let us lay aside every way of sin that so do easily beset us, and let us run with what? Patience, the race that is set before us. This is your instructions on the assignment. Have some patience with folks. Baby, you got to have some patience. Folks will try to get on your nerve, but you know what you have to do? Smile. Just smile. I don't care what's going through your head. Just smile. Boy, you could be saying some bad stuff in your head, but just smile. Just smile. They know they're getting next to you. You know they're getting next to you, but just smile. See how you're doing right now? You know what? I just gave you a smile. You know what you're giving back? Yep, a smile. When you give it out, it's going to return back to you. They be cussing and acting a fool, just, just smile. And then they're gonna, they're gonna, the Holy Ghost will, will leap off you on them, and they might get mad at the first because they don't know how to handle the Holy Ghost, but then they're going to say, you know what, you just get on my nerve, but you, <laughs> they're going to laugh when they walk away on the conviction. Baby, you got more power than what you think. This assignment is not just given to you for any reason. It's given to you for a purpose. Looking onto Jesus, the author and the finisher or the developer of our faith, in that process, you got to keep your eye on Jesus. How would Jesus handle this? We messed up years ago because we didn't get the message behind WWJD. We thought it was a fad. We thought it was just something that we put on our lapel and on our wrist. What would Jesus do? No, it's actually a prophetic utterance that we need to understand. What would Jesus do? So you're keeping your eyes on Jesus. When you're talking to these folks and they're cussing you out, ask yourself, what would Jesus do? Why? Because you're supposed to create an act like God. So what would he do in this situation? Somebody come up and, and you know you hadn't done wrong, but they're making you look bad in front of everybody else. What would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. That's how you handle it. That's how you get, get points on God's agenda. Do it the way God would do it. Handle it the way God would handle it. That means you have to study to show yourself approved. It all goes back to the Word of God. It all goes back to the foundational stuff. All right? Who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. You hear that? For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. The problem is you're thinking about what you're going through right now. Them folks talking crazy and they acting a fool to you. This man just going off on you for no reason at all. You can't see past that. You don't hear me. You don't understand. Minister Antonio, stand up for a minute for me. Miss Antonio, <laughs> stand up for me. <laughs> All right. Stand right here. You good? All right. You come right here. I'm going to be the bad guy, so I want y'all to be the good guy. All right? You, you got it? You good? All right. 
Here I go. I'm so tired of you acting a I'm fool. You're doing your own thing. You're not doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing. I'm getting tired of you. I'm going to do this. I'm just going off of him. Okay? You hear that? Now watch this. As long as he's looking at me, he's going to get offended. You just, this, you ain't that, you ain't that. Look around me. He even forgot all about me. The joy that's set before him, he endured what I'm talking about. Some of y'all can't endure what's happening in that time because you can't see nothing before you. You don't see any promises. You don't see any hope. You don't see any future. You don't see that person changing. So you're sitting there and you're enduring it. Look around me. My word's going straight on out there now. Now for the joy that's set before him, he's enduring what I got him going through. Now that's too much now. All right, go sit down. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. All those people spitting on him, all those people talking about him, he was looking at the cross. Looking beyond that, looking at the, endured the cross, he went through the cross. Why? Because he saw himself sitting on the right-hand side of his father in all power and authority. He saw the end, the destination that he was going for. He saw destiny. That's why he was able to endure it. You don't see nothing. You're losing hope. They're coming down on you. They're acting a fool with you because you don't see nothing around them. You don't see the end result. So you're getting frustrated. You're getting discouraged, and now you want to give up. For the joy that was set before him, even Jesus endured the, the, the shame, spitting on him, talking about him, putting him down. You're in a marriage situation right now. Look beyond what's going on right now and see to it the fact that the kids are living better now because you stood up right. You handled that attack. Now your mess don't have to deal with be passed on to your kids. Your, your children don't have to fight your demons. Mm-hmm. Because you stood your ground, you handled yourself, and for the joy that was set before you, my children are blessed now. They're highly favored now. Why? Because I stood my ground. I didn't let that devil get to me. It's bigger than you. Do you realize that your children can be suffering from stuff that your great-great-granddaddy did? Four generations. It all stopped with you. For the joy that was set before you, my kids right now, I'm saying, you know what, God? I cut off all that crazy mess that I was doing. Why? Because I want my kids to be able to enjoy life. So that's why I can't get into uh, I can't go cheating on my wife. I can't do all this stupid stuff. Why? Because the joy that's set before me is God's going to bless them. Are you missing it? All right, so he despised the shame, and now he sat down. He tells you, he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That was the joy that was set before him. The fact that he saw himself sat down with the throne of God, he wasn't going to act like we act. He wasn't going to be a fool. He wasn't going to cuss him out. He wasn't going to tell him to drop dead. If he had told him to drop dead, you know what would happen? They'd have been dead. Mm-hmm. Next. Here's another step, another assignment, another instruction. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Just because they're doing it, baby, that does not mean you can do it. They come in and tell you, you know what? I wouldn't take that. I wouldn't let him talk that way to me. Mm-mm. Twirling that neck and everything. I wouldn't do it. And guess what? That boss might respect them and not do it because they know they're going to be a fool. Well, since they get some respect with their boss, that means that's how you're going to get your respect. The devil is a lie. You cannot copy the behaviors of the world. You can't do what the world is doing. Just because they get away with it, your assignment is totally different. Your purpose is so unique. 
that you got to be like God. Because they act a fool and that boss submit to them, that's just two fools in the same office. There's no change. But when God sent you in, and now you got to deal with this person and this foolish boss, that's going to call for an anointing. Some of you all are anointed and just don't know it. Baby, you are anointed. The mantle has been placed on you, and you just don't know it. Why? Because you refuse to be like Christ. You refuse to be like God. You refuse to let your light shine so that men can see your good works so that you can get some glory to your Father. Pastor, you just don't know. If I let these folks know that I'm just like this, they're going to walk all over me. Well, baby, for the joy that's set before you, let them be them, but you be who God called you to be. You're working on a reward. You're running this race to win it, to get a prize. You cannot get a prize if you don't run the race right. You are disqualified. Well, pastor, can you get disqualified? Let me finish reading this scripture. I'm going to show you something. Don't copy the behavior and the custom of this world, but let God do what? He puts you in a tough situation so that he can do what? You didn't hear that, did you? He puts you in a, t- in a situation so he can do what? He puts you in a situation so you can do what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many of y'all are in a tough situation? Yeah, he's trying to transform you. Yeah, he's trying to transform you. Trying to make something out of you that you didn't know you could be. Have any of y'all seen the Transformers? Yeah. They roll around like some trucks, and all of a sudden, when the time for battle, they... Did I make that sound? That was a good sound. Did I transform? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo. All right. Let me get back to it. All right. See, so when I get on Periscope, I don't have to stop all that crazy stuff. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm already out there. I hate stop recording anything yet, but I'm going to get to it. All right. Here we go. So then, all right, so, so to transform you into a new person... How are you going to do this, God? How are you going to make me a new person? By changing the way you think. The problem is the way you've been thinking. You've been around heathens so long, you start to think like a heathen. You've been defeated so long, you start thinking about defeat. Even before you start, you're thinking about defeat. Oh, this ain't going to work out. Well, why try it? You already convinced yourself it's not going to work. So God said, I must transform the way you've been thinking. Your thinking has been off. That's why you're not acting like God. That's why you don't have the things that you want in life. That's why you're not enjoying life, because your thinking is messed up. So I'm going to put you in a position, in a situation, where I can be able to put pressure on you to cause you to start thinking the way I want you to think. Does that make sense? You see how it all worked together? The purpose, the assignment, and destiny. Your purpose is for you to act like God. God put you in a position where you have to act like him because that's called an assignment. And because he put you there, you begin to act like God. Now you start seeing yourself fulfilling destiny. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. I don't know what God will for me. If you do what God told you to do, you will know it. It's not making sense. You start understanding why these people give you so much favor. These people don't like nobody else in that shop or in that business or in that office but you. It's something about you. You are anointed. You are anointed for this season and for this time. All right. So you'll be able to prove what is good, what is pleasing, and what is perfect. 
Some of you ain't never been in the perfect situation. You don't even know what it's like to be feeling like, you know what, I'm okay. This is, this is perfect. You don't even know what it's like. You, you've been programmed so long that you're going to find something wrong with a perfect situation. Mine ain't like that, but it's perfect for you. If I just, it, this would be perfect. If I had, no, enjoy. Shut up and enjoy where you are. It's perfect. If, 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 the, if the wind could just blow just a little bit from the north. Really? Really? Come on, next. Now watch this. Consequences for not following the instructions. I don't believe I have to pay consequences. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. This has nothing to do with your salvation. This has to do with you paying the price for what you did wrong. He that committed sin knowingly, willfully, honestly doing it, there's no sacrifice for that. You're going to pay for it. Maybe not with your salvation, but you're going to pay. But I'm going to tell you something before it's all over with, though. God's so good. All right, watch this. Pastor, do I really have to pay consequences for my sins? I'm not going to finish this today. God, don't. All right. Uh, and the man said, and to the man he said, since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. These are the consequences, Adam. Because you hearken, you listen to what your wife said. Now, I'm not saying, men, that you don't listen to your wife. I listen to my wife. There's some times she makes some of the greatest sense. There's some times I think she'd be trying to knock me out. <laughs> what do you mean, Pastor? There's some times when she'd, be, she'd say, you know what? Uh, she, some minister, fine, fine, fine. But then she started talking about it because I'm going and going. Oh, I saw this nice outfit. I saw this nice. Right now, she's in the thing of doing redecorating the house. So I refuse to go shopping with her now. Why? Because I know me. Last time I went shopping with her, she just wanted to get one table. But I'm going to go. I'm going to be the bad man. I'm going to go, and I'm not going to let you spend so much money. I bought her so much stuff. Oh, she said, I only wanted to get that table. She came back with the kitchen table. She came back with the chair. She came back with this. Because I wanted her to have it. So I've got to know my limit. Yeah, good job. You're right. So I refuse to go. When we go shopping now, I stay in the car. I drive the sleigh, you come out, that's it, okay? All right? Because I have a weakness for it. So, therefore, what I have to do is learn my own, my own strength and know my own weaknesses, all right? I'm a sucker for her. Yep. She get what she wants. Now, don't tell her that because I don't want her to go overboard. But anyway, there's time when I hearken to the voice of my wife. I listen to her, and I feel what she wants, and because... I know how God operates. He wants his kids to have the best. That's my wife. I, wanna, I don't want to have to ask God for stuff that I can give to her. Anyway, that was just another point. And I don't know where all this marriage stuff is coming from. How many of y'all need some marriage counseling? Y'all need some marriage issues. Okay, don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Don't, don't do that one right now, all right? <laughs> Leave that one alone. All right. The ground is cursed because of you. All your life, this one situation that you messed up on, Adam, all your life you will struggle and scratch a living from it. One situation, one act of disobedience can mess up your whole life. You hear me? 
One act of disobedience, not following instruction, not acting like God in this situation, could cause everything on top to follow. Be cursed. Real quick, let's go to the next one. This is another person. Numbers, chapter 20, verse 12. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not trust me enough, Mm-hmm. You hear that? You didn't trust me enough. I was doing the work in you, but you didn't trust me enough. I was fixing that, but you didn't trust me enough. You got fearful. You got unbelieving. You didn't trust me enough. That's messed up, huh? What caused you not trusting God? That's messed up. As much as he brought you through, you going to stop trusting him now? Mm-hmm. Because you didn't trust me enough, not that you didn't trust me, but you didn't trust me enough to demonstrate my holiness to the people of Israel, you will not lead them into the land I'm giving you. Woo! You will not fulfill this assignment. Here you are, 120 years old, been trying to get this assignment accomplished, and because you didn't believe me enough, I cancel out the assignment. Mm-hmm. Now that's heaven. I cancel out the assignment. All right, watch this. Numbers chapter 20, verse 25, 26. Now, he told him that Aaron's assignment was canceled and Moses. He said, now, take Aaron and his son, Eleazar, to Mount Hor. There you will remove Aaron's priestly garments and put them on Eleazar, his son. Aaron would die right there on that mountain with his ancestors. But what happened? You, you don't understand. Stand, stand up, Miss Teresha. This represents the anointing, the garments of the anointing. She's anointed. But because she's being disobedient and not doing what God told her to do and not following the instructions, he takes this anointing off of her. Kyla, stand up. And he takes his anointing. Over here, Miss Kyle. And he places it on her child. Mm-hmm. You keep playing with God. You keep acting a fool. God going to get what he wants done, done. Yeah. If he can't get it out of you, he'll keep you around long enough to get it out of your seed. You get that? He took the garment off Eliezer and put him on his son. God's God. You keep playing. You keep trying to get away with murder. You keep saying what you can't get over. God says, that's all right. I'll anoint your child. Your child will get over it. Your child will walk in the anointing. Your child will finish this assignment. What happens to you? Oh, well. Go rest with your ancestors. Expert. I am not being hard. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. I know it's time to get out. We got to do offerings and all that stuff. Wow. Man. Mm. Watch what he did with, with Moses, though. The Lord said to Moses, this is the land, I promise you. An oath to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob. You see, I was faithful. To Jacob, when I said, I will give it into, into your descendants, 
I have now allowed you to see it with your own eyes. Let the Lord show you. I went lying to you. But you would not enter that land. 120 years trying to get there because you messed up and wouldn't do what I told you to do, wouldn't follow the instructions. You won't go in it. And the devil probably told me, it wasn't there. You know, 120 years, it wasn't there no way. God said, I'm going to show you it was there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you what I have for you, but you won't touch it. Some of you right now in your spiritual eye can see that you ought to be better, that you ought to have some things. You ought to have more than what you got. But because of the sins that you won't set aside, all you can do is just see it. You can't access it. You can't have it. Because you won't lay aside the weight and the sin. You know it's there. You know it's possible for you to have it. For some reason, you can't touch it. Bow your heads. I'll pick back up next week. Father, I thank you for your people today. I praise you for them, and I praise you, Father, for the assignments that you've given us. We know, God, that you've called us to act like you while we're on these assignments. Father, we want to reach our destiny. We don't want to be, we don't want to get like Moses where we couldn't reach it. We don't want to be like Aaron where you took it away from us. We want to be like Jesus where he fulfilled the assignment. And now every knee must bow and every tongue must confess who he really is. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.